pay you. Let me be one of the people to say Happy New Year to you. I know we are a couple days into 2022, but I don't I haven't talked to you since then. Um, and so I am so excited that you and I have made it into a new year. That alone is worthy of some joy, some excitement, some smiles. Um, so I say to you again, Happy New Year. Like I told you in the last episode, I'm so excited about this year, about what God is going to do, what our Father has in store for me and you. Um, And so I don't take it lightly that we're here. So many people are not. So that the Lord has given us life is something to be um, appreciative of, right? Um, So welcome to 2022. And I also welcome you to get excited with me. If you're not as excited as I am or excited at all, Um, 2022 has some great things in store. Remember, we talked about our father only giving us good gifts. So the fact that you're here is a good gift, right? And if the father's giving out good gifts like this, then it's for a reason. It's not because he just wanted you to be a part of the 2022 celebrations. He wanted you to be a watch night. You know, he wanted you to take communion. (laughs) It's not that simple. Okay. No, it's not just that. He has something in store for you in 2022, something he probably wants you to do, but also something he wants you to experience. Okay. There are miracles in 2022 for you and for me. So get excited about what you're about to see, what you're about to experience about the new face of God that you're going to see that you haven't seen before. Okay. So if you're not excited, get excited with me. I welcome you to this side of excitement with me we um i want i also want to give you guys a shout out thank you so much we are passing some major milestones and already in you and i owe it all to you to the lord but to you as well um because if you're not listening then nothing's happening and so i agree i i agree that not agree i'm grateful find the right word i'm grateful for you and for you taking the time to listen week after week i appreciate you to no end i really can't um tell you how much i am so grateful for you guys for for listening week after week you know um it means a lot to me i i invite you if you have not to follow me on instagram i am there at ifa oyaleya um, and to continue to like, continue to share. Um, it's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's for the world. And hopefully at some point, the whole world will see and hear about the wonderful things happening here. So please continue to listen, continue to get the word out, continue to let friends and family know about the things that you're hearing and share, right? We have been talking about you have what you need. And so over the last three weeks, we have been looking at that fact, right? I already told you it's a fact. It is not an opinion. It is not a theory. It is not one of Albert Einstein's little things. It's not not what um, Sir Isaac Newton thought up. Nope, it is a fact, okay? You have what you need to do what the father wants in 2022 and so now that we are at the beginning of the year i want us to conclude we're one week in um and i want to make sure that that nail has been nailed in okay so if you are yet undecided about your ability to do what the father wants in 2022 let's go ahead and handle that okay in the first week we looked at moses and the rod 
and the Lord asked Moses, what is in your hand? In the second week, we looked at the widow, the woman who lost her husband and went to Elisha and and started to let him know, hey, my husband is dead and the creditors want to take my sons. And he asked her, what is in the house? And she said to him, "Um, nothing. I don't really have anything. Just a little jar of oil. And so this week we want to look at something else. We want to look at another case of the same type of thing where the ultimate truth is you have what you need already. You don't have to go get it. The Lord didn't ask Moses, hey, could you go get? Why didn't you bring your? No, none of that. What's in your hand? Because the Lord knew it was already there. Same thing. Elisha, the Lord through Elisha. Asked that woman what's in the house because he knew something was in there he wouldn't have asked them he wouldn't have asked her rather what's in the house if he had any inkling that she had nothing right because I keep saying and nothing with the Lord is always something here she is telling this man listen the creditors are trying to take my babies and he's like what's in the house he didn't think she probably sold everything of value already He wasn't concerned about that. He said what's in the house because he knew something was in there. So now let's get into the next thing. Let's look at Matthew. We're going to read two scriptures and then we're going to talk. Let's look at Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 20. And if because we're just coming out of the Christmas season, I'm sure that you've read the two scriptures that I'm about to read. But that's okay, right? Because it's the Bible and it's new all the time. Matthew chapter 1 from verse 18 to 25. And it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place under these circumstances. When his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And her promised husband, Joseph, being a just and upright upright man and not willing to expose her publicly and to shame and disgrace her, decided to repudiate and dismiss and divorce her quietly and secretly. But as he was thinking this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place that it might be fulfilled, which the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took her as his wife, and he had no union with her as her husband, until she had borne her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And now let's look at the second scripture, Luke chapter 1, same scripture or same story in a, um, by a different account. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, 26 to 38. Now, in the sixth month after that, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth. To a girl never having been married, 
and a virgin engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed and favored of God are you before all other women. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said and kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found grace, favor, and loving kindness with God. And listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his forefather, David. And he will reign over the throne, over the house of Jacob throughout the ages. And of his reign, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have no intimacy with any man as a husband? Then the angel said to her, The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a cloud. So the holy, pure, and sinless offspring which shall be, which shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. And listen, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And there is now the sixth month, and this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the angel left her. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. I just felt like I needed to read that again, right? Something about those words, Lord. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. Remember what I said, nothing with the Lord is even that is something. So let's get into this. We talked about the rod, we talked about the oil, and now we're talking about the sun. Okay, the rod, the oil, and the sun. So a couple things I want you to consider, even as we conclude on the fact that you have what you need to do what the father wants in 2022. The Bible tells us that she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So just that right there is proof of what I just said. You have what you need to do what the father wants. What she needed to fulfill the father's purpose was already within her. Where did you read about Mary asking the Lord for ovaries? Where did you read about Mary asking the father for eggs? Where did you read about Mary praying, Lord, make me a woman so that I can do X, Y, Z? Nowhere. Nowhere. Because just like Moses came to the burning bush with the rod already in his hand. And just like that woman came to Elisha with the oil already in her cupboard, Mary came to the Lord with her ovaries intact, with the very thing she needed to do the Father's will already in her. 
Y'all listen, I don't know what else to tell you when I say to you, you have what you need. Mary didn't pray for eggs. Mary didn't pray for fallopian tubes. Mary did not pray for a vagina and a cervix. No, she didn't, y'all. She just had what she needed. Because what you need, you have. The question here, though, is can you be obedient? Can you be obedient? Because in three different ways in this story, I see the obedience of Mary. And we've looked at this across all three um, um, circumstances or scenarios, right? Moses had to do something. First and foremost, before we even get out to, to, to begin to even try to get to Egypt, the Lord told him, throw that thing on the ground. And then pick it back up by the tail. Obedience. And then this man, and then Elisha says to this woman, what's in the house? She says, oh, a little bit of oil. And then he's like, listen, go in the house. Lock yourself up with your sons. Well, first he said, go borrow vessels. And not a few. And then once you have those vessels, lock yourself up and start pouring. This woman could have been like, what is up with this dude? Seriously? I tell you that the creditors are at my neck. And you telling me to pour out the little bit of oil? Stop. I need help. But no, obedience. And the same thing here. The Lord comes, the Lord, uh, the Lord sends Gabriel to Mary and he's like, you are about to be a mom. You are about to conceive a child and his name will be this. And this is how it's going to happen. X, Y, Z. She didn't pray for that. And it just happened. And so in three ways, we can see the obedience of Mary. The first way is in the salutation that Gabriel gives her in Luke's account. He said, Hail Mary, blessed and favored are you amongst all women. How do you think that somebody like Mary gained the attention of heaven if she wasn't obedient? How can heaven call a human being most favored amongst all women if she wasn't already doing what the father wanted her to do, y'all? Seriously, think about that. Just the salutation alone should make you shiver like, whoa, for real? Out of all the women on the planet back then, maybe a third of what we're dealing with, maybe less, I'm not really sure. But out of all of those women, which was several women. Most favored are you amongst them. And I'm wondering, can heaven look at me and and be like, Ife, you are highly favored. Or is heaven looking at me like, "Mm," sis, keep working. Keep working on it. (laughs) Keep working, sis. You know what I mean? Most highly favored are you amongst women. There's got to be some obedience there. And so that's one of the ways we see the obedience of Mary. And then two, the Bible says that Mary was, was, was troubled and disturbed in verse 29 and confused at what he said 
and not at his presence. You know, like, do you read the Bible like me where you kind of anticipate what's coming next? And you're like, oh, um, and so when I was reading that the first time, obviously this time I knew what I was about to say. But when I was reading that in the first couple of times I ever read this scripture, I'm like, um, but when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he was doing in her house. That's how I would have written that if I was Luke. At what he was doing in her house. What you doing in here, Gabriel? Seriously? Why are an angel in my living room standing and talking to me? Telling me, not even just what he's telling me, right? Because that, of course, that is unheard of. The immaculate conception of our father. Of course, that's that's going to blow minds. But what are you doing here? At the most basic level, why are you in my room? But that's not what the Bible said. He didn't say she was disturbed at his presence. She, he said she was disturbed at what he said. And then even to even take it further. And the Bible says, and she kept thinking and revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. Which means that Mary has been conversing with heaven even before this moment. Obedience. This is probably, now we don't have facts here, but this is probably not the first time Mary has seen an angel. Because what she's concerned about is his greeting and not him and not his presence. I wish I could see my face because my, my eyebrows are going all crazy. Like for real? Are you serious? And she's thinking about and revolving in her mind the greeting, most highly favored are you? Which means that the last time he showed up, he probably just said, hey, what's up, Mary? Yeah, uh, uh, you're doing a good job with, I don't know, whatever. You see what I'm saying? But now he's like, most highly favored are you amongst all women? And she's trying to be like, she's trying to look at him like, wait, now, that's not what you said the last time. And again, this is not, I don't have facts here that she's seen him before, that she's experienced angels before. But the very fact that she's surprised and, and, and bewildered by what he's saying and not by what, not by him, not by his presence in her room is fact that this woman is living an obedient life. And so that's the second way we see obedience here. And then the third way we see obedience here in Mary is this. She says, after he come, after he uh, explains everything and she says, well, how's that going to happen? You know, and he says, the Holy Ghost is going to come over you like a cloud, this, that, and the other. She says something that we all need to be saying as we walk the streets of 2022. Be it unto me according to what you have said. Be it unto me according to what you have said what does that remind you of what does that remind you of what does that statement remind you of I feel like I'm in Bible class asking y'all a question um and I really am expecting the answer right um what does that remind you of it reminds me of Gethsemane and Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane right before he's literally about to lay his life down for you and me and he's I don't want to say confused because I don't think he's confused. He's known from day one what was required of him and what he was about to do. But he's 
he's grappling with the reality that he's always known and how it's right there in front of him. And it's hard, right? And he's like, Lord, if you could, if you could just take this cup. But then he doesn't leave it there. He says, not my will. Let yours be done. Not my will, but let yours be done. And I love that because at the beginning of Jesus' life, wills were relinquished. And at the end of his life, his earthly life, wills were relinquished. And that's the way we have to live our lives at the beginning of each day and at the end of each day, at the beginning of each year and at the end of each year. As you mark your birthday every single year, let there be a laying down of wills. Mary said, be it unto me according to what you have said. Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Listen, you have what you need to do what the father wants in 2022, but can you be obedient? Can you lay down your will? Can you say, Lord, I don't see how this is going to happen. I'm a virgin and you're telling me I'm about to have a baby. I don't get it. And then you allow him to explain. And even if then you still don't get it, because I'm sure Mary was still like, wait, what? But she didn't go back and forth. Right. Even Moses was like, well, Lord, how am I going to do this? I'm a stammerer. I don't even speak straight. And the Lord said. Don't even worry about it. The Lord said, what uh, Moses said, what am I going to say to the elders? And the Lord said, you tell them I am. That I am. Huh? If I was Moses, that would have been my next thing. And so I'm not telling you that you get to a place where you fully, where you ever fully understand what the Lord is doing. And I think that's on purpose. That's by design. Because if I could wrap my mind completely around what the Lord was doing, then he would cease to be the Lord. Right? If I could figure him out A to Z, top to bottom, then he would cease being, he would, he would, He would no longer be God. And so we're not necessarily meant to understand all of it. But can we be obedient? Can you relinquish your will for his? Can you say, forget my reputation? Forget what people think. Do you realize that Mary as a, as a, probable 16 year old girl would have been stoned in the streets if she was found to be pregnant and she didn't think about that she didn't say no lord Uh uh-uh you know who my father is the rabbi the priest she didn't say that she said be it unto me according to what you have said Obedience, y'all. Obedience. Obedience. What I want you to understand is that obedience is key. It's one thing to understand and let that settle down on on the inside of you that you have what it takes. Right? I've shown you in three different ways that you have what it takes to do what the Father wants. You have it. 
it's already yours. Now I'm telling you that it requires your obedience. It requires your obedience. It requires your obedience before you know it. It requires your obedience in knowing it. It requires your obedience after you know it. Mary had to be obedient to be found favored, most favored amongst all women. She had to be obedient to say, let it be done to me according to what you have said. And she had to be continuously obedient. And if you read the Bible well, different um, different um, stories, you'll see that the Bible will say Mary kept all these things in her heart. And she kept all these things in her heart. Because at every moment, every time when Jesus would cry and probably bleed and, and stop bleeding, she would wonder, Lord, is this the Savior? The, the little boy whose knee I'm, cu- I'm, I'm, I'm wiping up, you know, but then she would see uh, 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 maybe he would touch his siblings and heal them. And then she would be reminded. Yeah, I remember what the Lord said over and over the Bible records and Mary kept these things in her heart. So her, her obedience went before her. Her, her obedience carried her in the mist and her obedience had to continue with her. And so I'm telling you, you have what it takes. But obedience, obedience is key. You can't grasp now the magnitude of what I'm saying. Jesus had to get to 30 before it became clear to the world that this thing is real, y'all. When he was 15, it wasn't time yet. When he was 10, Not quite. When he was 27. Nope. Still need more time. Can you imagine? And so here I am telling you. Five days. Six days into 2022. That it matters. That your obedience matters. That you have what you need. To do what the father wants. And I'm telling you at the same time. That you can't now. In this moment. Grasp. How serious this thing is. Mary could not have seen that day when the angel came into her room, what it would look like 33 years later when she was watching him hang on a cross. And even before that 33, maybe 30 years in when she was watching him change water into wine at the wedding. And so I'm telling you, you can't grasp it now. It might take a year. Maybe in 2023, you'll be able to look back and see, wow, Lord, I see it. But maybe not. Maybe 2033, you can look back and see, wow, Lord, I see it. But maybe not. It might be 43 or even 53. My point is, it is there. But you may not be able to grasp the magnitude today. The bottom line is, am I walking and living with an assurance that what I need to do what the Father wants, I have. I just need to be obedient. Am I telling you not to go to school, not to do your training, not to read and research? Oh, well, because what I need, I have. I don't need anything else. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying at the most basic level, 
you have what he needs. Just like Mary didn't have to ask for eggs and an ovary and fallopian tubes. Just like Mo, uh, Moses didn't have to say, oh, I wish I brought my walking stick today. Nope, he didn't. Just like the woman didn't have to say, oh, there's nothing in the house. Absolutely nothing. No, there was something. There was oil. She had it already. She didn't have to borrow that. That was already in the house. I want you to know as a matter of fact and not fiction that you have what the father wants you to have to do what the father wants you to do my father has already equipped me for 2022 and he will continue to do so and so at the most basic level you have what the father wants you to have to do what the father wants you to do and so if you haven't been excited up until this point Get excited about that fact. You have it. You have it. You have it. Remember, all that you need for life and godliness has been given to you. It's already given. It's already yours. It's already in you. I love you plenty and happy new year.